This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's go our Bibles now and let's read 1 Timothy 2 1. Where we started from. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Hallelujah. First Timothy 2 1. The Bible says, I exhort first of all, therefore, that prayer, supplication, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and those who are in authority, that we may live a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness. Yeah. I exhort therefore, go back to verse 1. First of all, everybody say first of all. Say it again. Over the previous, over the uh, past weeks, I have spoken about the fact that prayer is not limited to requests. And that is what people are taking prayer to be. So I ask God, protect me, give me money, pay my rent. Help my children, give me breakfast, give me husband, give me wife. That is a very minute part of prayer. That's a very small part of prayer. Prayer is a force. And in the last two weeks, I've talked about the fact that one of the first things that prayer will do is to give you inner energy, spiritual strength, to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Prayer sets free from lust. Prayer purifies. It gives you revelation from the word and that word purifies you. Prayer causes you to be strong in your spirit man and when you are strong inside you are able to resist external pressure. Only men of prayer don't complain. They don't pick offense. It is natural and normal for human beings to get offended. Somebody has greeted this and this and this and they skipped you. Your mind will start playing all kinds of and this is why people leave churches and fight. Christians fight as much as unbelievers because many people don't turn in the place of prayer. They don't have spiritual energy required to resist the evil in their time. Jesus told the disciples this way. He said, watch and pray that you may not fall into temptation. So if you are not a man of prayer, you will always fall into temptation. Somebody will provoke you. Words of anger will come out of your mouth. Somebody will seduce you, lost will catch you and you fall because you lack strength spiritually. You will know that it is wrong to gossip as a Christian, but before the end of the week, you gossip all around because it is one thing to know what is wrong, it's another thing not to do it. There is no Christian that does not know that speaking evil of people is wrong. But tell me how many Christians don't do it, not how many have been, how many don't do it. Strength. Not to strength to walk in love, even when you're offended. It takes strength to forgive and overlook offenses. There are people who can never be offended, but there are very few. So this is part of what we receive in that secret place when we pray. We are washed from within. We are energized from within. All of a sudden, Nothing moves you again. Ah. 
Oh. On Friday, I was watching Daddy Jew. How we ministered. And now Mami Jew led prayer. I said, this alone is an example. Believe me, sincerely, many Christians, they have to come and kill in their house that day and be begging them. And when you tell them that there is service, you will sound insensitive. David's son died. And David went to have his bath and he went straight to church. The question to put to a lot of Christians, when will you start behaving like a spiritual man, not a carnal man? The Bible is not against weeping. The Bible says weep with those who weep. But can you put it in perspective? Are you following what I'm saying? Those were the things that God looked at. It doesn't mean that men after God's heart don't suffer some things at times. David was a man after God's heart. He did. But the attitude. So if you are not a man of prayer, no matter how many times they tell you, you will know that, but you won't. You won't. You won't. I have seen a Christian lost somebody for the next day. Where is where was God when this happened? And they will start. That is when the reservoir is very low. When you begin to complain, check it. Your fuel gauge is very low. When you are bubbling with the spirit of God from inside, you don't notice all those things. Offenses. That's why when it's like life is closing up on you and you are beginning to fret, get fret. Just go and pray. Exactly, do exactly what Jesus said. Watch and pray so that you don't fall into temptation. If you are beginning to think about a particular girl or boy too much, go and pray. It has the ability to empty your soul of that poison. So that's one of the things. So when you hear people praying for hours, a good part of it to stabilize them within. The second part is what I'm sharing, what I started for service. And that is intercession. Is to cause the will of God to prevail on earth. Nothing is difficult for God. Absolutely nothing. So let me put it this way. The one that so much energy is gone into, when it comes to God dealing with men, is when it comes to a damning power. You can cast out a demon, but you can't cast out a man. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, a spirit cannot say to a woman, you are not going to church. But if she marries the wrong person, the man can say, a damning power is powerful. This is why there are nations where gospel is not allowed today and God will do nothing about it. Except people start praying and God will remove a leader and put another one. But God will not even just intrude like that. He has to do some things because of a damning power. And I started talking first times about the Adamic power. I said, Adamic power, the influence of man on divine agenda. Man can influence divine agenda. This is why Satan and God, they need man on earth. Oh, that's what I'm saying. What is man that thou art mindful of? This thing called man. And when I say man, I'm talking about human beings generally, man and woman. And I tell the first service, how Rebecca was, the, the father was one who blessed Esau. And Rebecca stood at the back of the door. She changed the whole plan. Even though God had said before that the, young, the elder would serve the younger, it was a woman that brought it to pass. And we looked at how Solomon became king also. It was Nathan. Who went to tell Solomon's mom? Adonijah is parading himself as king in town. You are here. When they cry Adonijah king, he will kill you and your son. He said, go and tell your husband. 
that you swore that Solomon will become king. As you are talking, I will come in. First King chapter 1. And I will buttress what you are saying. That sounded like a coup. And Solomon became the wisest king. Not by an angel appearing to the father and saying that this is Solomon. But two people, the prophet and the woman. Ah! No wonder so many women still go around. <laughs> Can you imagine how it happened? And I said there are several examples like that. In, Je- in Exodus 18, Moses will counsel from morning till night. And Jethro came one day. It's amazing. Ah, that, that, that one looks like if I go there, there might be many things to say. Jethro was the one that told Moses that appoint leaders of a thousand, of hundred. Let them bring big cases to you. Let them. Moses was before God 40 days, 40 nights. To the point that his face was shining. And there were still things that God did not tell him. Jethro came to tell him how to organize the camp. And after that, God endorsed what Jethro said. You see, when you close your eyes spiritually, and you are expecting God to speak through a dream, He will speak through a friend that you will miss God. And that is happening to a lot of people. Your job, this is why, what will help us is what I will begin talking about maybe on Wednesday. This spirit man has to be trained, to be sensitive. Information will be coming. Now. You don't listen. You are not supposed to listen to everything. But when somebody says the right thing, supposing Solomon's mother answered Nathan and said, no, I, I will pray about it. I'm not led that way. God will do what he wants to do. You know, Christians like saying that a lot. You see, if God wants me to have it, I feel sorry for you. This is why intercession is important. If God wants me to have it, if I have God, and I said something very for that, which I feel I should repeat again for those who are watching. I have heard people say, Oh, they talk about God protecting them. All these pastors, some of them are using. I don't use one, but listen very well to me. If God tells you that you should use security, use it. You can't be wiser than God. And anybody that is talking, begin to suspect. Maybe he's the one that wants to kill you. Are you with me? I gave an example and hear me out. Very simple. Just look at. Herod was going to kill Jesus. The Lord told most. Uh, 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 Joseph and the mother to carry him and to run to Egypt. Why didn't God protect baby Jesus? There are things people say, they just think they have sent. Until you start reading the Bible and you discover that God, there are times, yes, He works directly, but most times He works through men. This is Jesus we are talking about here, baby Jesus, who was coming to say the world, not born by any man. Yet, God required that two, a man and woman should carry him and escape. If Joseph said that uh, uh, this baby came by the Holy Ghost, run for Herod, Herod is a man, this is a God. Herod is a, uh, all of us wouldn't be here. But Joseph listened and they ran to Egypt. When they went to Egypt, Herod killed all the two years old and below. Divine man, there was no voice about Moses' mother. They just saw a beautiful, handsome boy. And they felt that they should take the baby to water. And Pharaoh's daughter saw Moses. And raised Moses in the palace. Till he became the Moses. Let me say this to you very well also. I think I've explained this before. But let me say it this way. Moses must be 40 or 80, 80 to have an encounter with God. 
there is a level of spiritual strength and anointing that if you don't possess it and you start running your mouth against some principality, thou shalt suffer. God will protect you against everything around you. And I think I started with that last week. Don't go beyond your boundary and say what you should not say. When Moses had an encounter with God face to face, then he did not need to run away from Pharaoh anymore. But there was a time it was necessary to run and he ran. I remember this very popular man of God in Nigeria some years back. It's late now. Robbers met him on the way. He came down from the car. He challenged them. They dropped their gun and they knelt down by the words I spoke. But a few months after, there was in one hotel and he just heard he shall make a way of escape. He opened the back door and jumped down and left. And the assassins came in. The Lord, there was a time there was faith to face them. You see, one of the gifts of the Spirit is the gift of faith. But every Christian has faith. But not the gift of faith. The gift of faith is a special gift that makes you manifest the supernatural. The difference between it and gift of workings of miracle is that when it is a spoken word only, it is gift of faith. Like when Joshua says, Saul stands still. He would not do that a day before or a day after. Gift of faith comes by the unction of the moment. When you operate beyond yourself. After while you yourself will be a surprise. Did I just do that? But you see, when God said to Moses, take your rod and stretch. Once an object is involved, it seems to be gift of faith, then it is working some miracle. Because a work is part of it. Did you get that? They both produce the same supernatural result. One is just a spoken word. One involves a movement that will involve a man beyond words. Did you get that? When I was in UI, they locked all the hostels and were resolved. I was here to get a room. So I was staying opposite UI. They call it Agbo. And we had some prayer meetings at the chapel. So I was going home very late where I was staying. Maybe around 10. And a group of Bukanian boys, they sat there, maybe black hats or so. I don't know which one, but uh, either of the two. And they were taking some hard stuff. And they should be about seven or eight or nine. I said, hey, come here. And I kept going. Said, you, come here. One of them was talking. The other said, come, come here. And I kept going. And then one of them said that, see his bag like that of a fisherman, idiots. That word did not come to me. Because even when I said I was, I was just praying, like, Lord, just, I don't want issues with these guys. But that thing just came on me. Something divine. I just turned back and I was walking towards them. I said, did you just say that? And they all fled in different directions. When the last one was running away, then he turned back and he said, please. And he knelt down. He said, I'm sure you must have seen our faces. Don't do anything to us. That was when he took us to me. Sorry, what would I have done? <laughs> so I said, no problem. When I got to my room, I said, what did I just do? In a dark place with these guys taking our stuff. It is that gift of faith that some people try to copy at times and get into trouble. When it is not there, don't try certain things. If they say they are shooting in Ogba and you are still here, somebody, God has made somebody to tell you so that you can turn back. Common sense. 
But if we say there is no problem, pastor said he faced some seven boys. Everybody say, faith. Someone told us a story. I think uh, when they were in school, four guys, police stopped them, and they, were, they wanted to ask him for money. He just felt he should pray in tongues. And he spoke to the police officer in tongues. And the police officer turned back and went to his boss. The boss said, have they given you what to... He said, yes. And he shared the testimony in fellowship. Now, the following week, this one was students of Unilag. Somebody had that testimony. Police stopped them also. As he began in tongues, they just gave him five four minutes in both. that God bless you. <laughs> because of Hebrews 11, the Bible says, by faith, Israel crossed Red Sea. The Egyptians attempted it and they drowned. Are you with me? I'm, I'm going away from are you, are you. Are you following what I'm saying? I started first service by saying, so I'm looking at Look at everyone seated here. You don't come for prayer meeting on Saturday. You don't come for service on Wednesday. The Lord spoke to me to begin to minister supernaturally on Wednesday. And many of you saw a part of that. When God gives you a word, He will confirm. One of the ministers who have been here to minister, as the Lord told me, the following day just called me and He said that the Lord said, I should tell you that. I said, I know, because He told me the same thing. Listen to me very well. Where is this services will be supercharged and a lot of things will happen. Beyond what will happen, have you decided not to do Christianity or convenience? That is convenience. The art of the cross is sacrifice. You will not be a mighty man in the spirit if you are not a man of sacrifice. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sacrifice. Everyone who is serving devil very well, they understand that they don't joke with it. Too many things are given to Christians. We are the ones who joke with what we. Somebody told me of a singer who came to minister. One of our friends, a singer came for him to minister to a popular singer who sleeps in the coffee every day. They are told him, don't sleep there, you will not wake up the following morning. Until Jesus comes to deliver him, that's how his life will be forever. You don't know what some people go through to maintain the fame that you hear. Yet yeah, Jesus offers us freely. He said that he demands that we pray. And Christians don't like praying. We go for concert. We go for that thing. We stay away from the place of prayer. You see, when sufficient intercession is not offered, Adamic power will prevail on the other side. Satan will use men. He can even use them to abort divine plan. One of the ways through which he does this effectively is to quickly get a man that does not send God into the position of leadership. In Nestor chapter 3, all of a sudden, the Bible just said the king promoted Ammon, the son of Agnes. He just started promoting the guy. It was not the king. Ammon had said in him, but he could not do it at a certain level. Whether it's a good intention or a bad intention, when you are at a low level in life, you can't do many things. You begin to understand why God revealed the future of the world to Pharaoh. If you reveal it to any, so Joseph's uh, work was to tell him the meaning. It was Pharaoh that had the dream. If he gave the dream to someone else, they might not be able to. It's important we understand all these things. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Because only Pharaoh had the capacity to store food for the entire world. And you saw what happened. That even Jacob and his sons came to buy food from him. This is why when we pray that believers should rise, it's not about materialism. Unfortunately, men and see, the kingdom will test you. God will test a vessel he will use. I believe, personally, it's not a revelation from God's word. I believe this is the logic about false fruit. We don't preach false fruit here, but when I look at it, I do personally, but I've never preached it. We don't, it's not a doctrine in this church, but I believe there's a logic before, be, behind it. That a job that you'll be receiving from, can you give the first one that comes from it to God? But there's a principle in the Bible that all firstborn, all first should belong to God. And people will argue till tomorrow on social media because it's difficult. There's something about man not understanding sacrifice, especially Christians. When he wants to, he does it Adamic power. When a woman is spirit filled and Satan gets her to marry a guy who does not fancy the things of the spirit, don't game over. The only thing that can help is a sustained intercession. It can bring the law of mercy in. Things will change, but not without scars. It is better not to turn some directions at all. You say you want to fast for three days and abstain from everything food, and then he's asking as your husband. The only scripture he knows in the Bible is that wife obey your husband. That's the only scripture he knows. When you are dating a man, and that's the only scripture he's quoting, you better end that relationship. That's a tyrant. He does not know about love your wife. All he knows is that obey. He will be your commanding officer when you are married. Whatever situation you bridge, he will shut it and tell you that the Bible says you obey. Obey. <laughs> so I'm telling all the sisters in Israel, start suspecting any guy that that is his favorite scripture. Out of the abundance of the heart, the man speak it. I've just heard somebody now. <laughs> Why somebody asked me out tomorrow? <laughs> Which scripture is favorite scripture? <laughs> Save yourself. Are you with me? He will use a damn power. A man got to that level when he become a prominent fi- uh, 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 figure in the entire nation. Then the evil in him manifested. Just because Mordecai did not greet him. Oh God. Ah, how mighty can a man be? God's precious people. Where was God when Adolf Hitler killed over 2 million Jews? And where is God with the number of our brethren who have died in the north and who are still dying? A damning power. That's not to speak about anybody, but I'm just saying that. A damning power. A group of people decided to start killing people there so, there are people, I said it for service, ministers of God, that demons have tried no access to their life, but they enter the man, assassins, and they kill them. I can name popular person in Nigeria who have died by the bullet of an assassin. And when the devil tries spirit realm and it's not working, it changes to a damning power. A governor of a state can say no meeting and it will bind on everybody. A damning power. I'm not saying that about Nigeria. I'm just being honest. There are nations or there where we cannot preach the gospel now because of who the leader is. A damn power. A man just woke up and he said that it will be too small if I deal with this guy that is not greeting me. Who are his people? 
I'm going to wipe off with the entire generation and people. And he convinced the king and the king consented to it. Until a law which Paul talked about, I exhort therefore first of all, that supplication is being made for those who are in authority. This is why church must pray without ceasing. The greatest battle we are fighting is not against demons, it's against human beings. Human beings. Somebody can say I'm an atheist, I don't want prayer in any school again. It becomes minister for education and it bans prayer. Adamic power. You can cast out demons, but you can't cast out that man. So, he loves to go for men in authority. The only thing you can do is what Esther did in Esther chapter 4. He said, gather together and let's begin to pray. Intercession is powerful. It is the answer to Adamic power. Intercession. Somehow, it changes things. When people break down their news, and so that's why I say prayer is beyond. See, when we, when we start praying, it's beyond. God is not deaf. Why will it take me to say, Lord, I need a car Monday, and they can Tuesday, and they can Wednesday? I mean, growing up, I used to have a, I used to ask a lot of questions. That kind of God is not worth serving. I cannot have 10 cars and my son to be begging me for a car every day. And he's 21 and I cannot give him one. I'm waiting for him to pass for seven days. So give him a key to my car. What kind of... And God, God made his own righteousness. He said, if you've been evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? That's the man came from Jesus that don't embarrass my heavenly father. What will we not do to your children? Don't think God will. So there must be something wrong somewhere. Either many times people are trying to reach out for something that they are not prepared for. The only reason why my son will cry for a car that I will not give him is when I think he's underage. And giving him the car might destroy him. This is why building capacity is the most important thing that believers should shoot out for. There are people all over the world. Maybe pastors who are praying that they should be 50,000. But God knows that if they are 5,000 that church, the people will kill him. Because it's not a backslide. It takes courage to manage people. When you have 10 people and one, when you have 12 and one is Judas, when you have 2,000, how many Judas is? One soul Jesus for money. One might just kidnap you one day or so. Especially in the days of banditry that we are now sell you. So you have to understand. Whatever you have, the capacity. Esther got the people and they began to pray. It's always the answer. Adamic power. Just as they are deciding your case in the board meeting, somebody walks in. They are about to give it to you and they say something and they change the whole plan. Those things happen when sufficient prayer is not offered. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So in different places now, Doors have been open more and more to permit abortion. And how come when people get to leadership, then they stand for leader? Yes, it should be endorsed. And it goes on. But we're looking at it in from different angles. You don't pray for your boss, you don't intercede for him. You are going against first Timothy 2. Somebody will suggest something to him one day that will make him better. Then at that time you now start praying. But the Bible demands that regularly. This is why we pray regularly. Not that we are regularly asking God, Lord, give me money. It's not death. 
but prayer regulates the activities around us as you begin to pray for your father and your mother and your boss regularly it calls them off sort of it separates them it as you pray for your father as you pray for your mother as you pray for your boss pray for your friends it sort of shields them away from suggestions insinuations and things that can make them that can make them turn against you that can make them turn and turn things to your disadvantage that's why we pray it was not the king that Mordecai offended it was Haman but it was the king that endorsed that all Jews should be killed he did not even know the people wanted to just tell Haman that whoever you want to kill go and kill until the intercession was brought in see the days we are in I spoke on Wednesday prophetically and immediately I started getting messages and I gave a warning which is coming to my spirit also now the Bible says you shall not go out with haste nor by flights but the Lord will guide you a believer should never do anything except you are led especially in these days I see people traveling there is nothing wrong with traveling you join the story with your husband we are tired of Nigeria you go please go and read the story of Naomi she went full she came back empty some people will experience all kinds of turmoils over there called the outside the will of God I'm not saying this applies to everybody traveling I'm just saying that never take a decision without praying and knowing that that is what God wants for you don't be like Lot the ground was green on the other side he ended up sleeping with his two daughters he had nothing left at the time life was true with him but yesterday Sodom and Gomorrah looked shining like many nations look like right now and we just want to dash out and dash out you shall not go up in haste if you have opportunity to travel pray about it if the Lord releases you go but if not but don't jump at every opportunity some opportunities are like a trap you might come back in 10 years and see that people you have left behind are way far ahead of you yes I will never forget three friends that we left school together two of them went to do masters but the third one had the just decided to stay back and he did some certifications here and there by the time they came back seven years after it was time there Richard and the two of them put together one of them came to my office one day and he lamented that after doing masters abroad they gave me a job of 150,000 in Nigeria he was crying he said you didn't know how much I pay for school fees what my people sold to pay you shall not go out by flights we are people of the spirit we don't take carnal decisions and brethren I said we'll go fully into why angels God demons are all about man I'm giving you some of the examples now and we'll look more at the story in the Bible man hallelujah sometimes when there's no man on ground at times angels can become man and do something it has happened before so but those things happen when you pray because this realm is the realm of man and to get God to be involved adequately we have to intercede don't you know the law counts every Saturday when some of us gather here and we pray there are faces here who have never missed Saturday prayer meeting and there are faces here who have never attended once don't you think something is wrong what are praying and you are snoring at home do you think it's okay 
When for any reason you stay back, when others are praying. I have said it before, if you walk in a place where it's not impossible, it's not possible to be on where is it fine. God on God knows everything. He knows that where by what your work you do is difficult to get here. But if it's a matter of you just prefer to only be in church on Sunday, brother, something is wrong with that. You'll be missing out on many things. The end of this message will be one day I will speak to you about the principle of Jethro. Some of the most wonderful things that will happen to a church might not come from a pastor. Christianity is the most loaded faith. But only few people use their store for God. I told them a story for service. And I think I want to stop here. This is just introduction. We go deep and we look scripture by scripture. They were in that church, they were praying. I think in Ibad also. They were asking God to help them roof their church. Lord provide. And they brought a guest minister. He was in his hotel room. And he began to pray. Lord, when I get there, as soon as they want to call me up to pray, let's rain starts. So that all of us can be embarrassed and they will do their roof. He got to church. about when it was raining. It also went to the back to start praying. When they gave him the mic, he told them, he said, pray till tomorrow. It will stop this rain. He said, I call for the rain. He said, now that I'm a guest minister, it was when I got and I'm soaked in water, you're all embarrassed. Let's do something about that. They, they, they contributed to roofing that day. See, the way the principle of a church is this. There is no need, except out if the leader is covetous. In other words, if they are going beyond their bounds, there are 10 people and they want to buy a land of them. Some things don't make sense, except under some condition, God can authoritatively say, and when he does that, he will endorse it by himself. But generally, life is in phases. A church will start overstretching itself when it's trying to do something beyond the phase they are in. But for any phase a church is, a need at the level of that phase, the answers are with the people. They just need to train the people how to understand what should happen. But believers love to pray and ask God to do what he has asked us to do. So there was a church they were waiting on God for this, for the church to grow. And T.L. Osborne went there. And he told the pastor, sit down for a while. He came on Wednesday for service. He said, we are not praying today. Everybody followed me and they went to the street to preach. I think they left 50 souls to Christ and those people came to church. By the following Sunday, the church moved from 50 to 120 or so. He said, this is how to grow a church. You pray in your house. When you finish praying, you go out and do something. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, man likes to send God on an errand. God will save your uncle when you are first of all preach the word to your uncle. That seed that you are praying, you water it by praying. If you are pouring water where there is no seed, it won't work. That is what people are doing when they pray. How shall they believe on what they have not heard? And how shall they hear except there is a preacher? So nobody, so you have not preached the gospel to the person, you are pouring water on the ground where there is no seed on the ground. When you share the word, or even if it doesn't accept, then you can start praying that the word you have shared should stay. Or you pray before the word, then you go and share the word. Not that you are sending God and then God go and save uncle. How will he save uncle? Appear to uncle or whatever. He does that only maybe one for, for one out of 10 million people. You are not going to wait for that. See, I told them the story. You have read it before. When Paul was arrested, 
because they were beaten, the soldiers came violently to take him out of their hands. And the Jews are, they are, they are, I mean, they are religious, you know. So some of them, about 47 men or so, I can't remember the exact number, it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible it's from Acts 22 or 23. They decided, the Bible said that they bound themselves with an oath. In other words, they, call, they went to the altar to swear and to curse themselves. That if I eat any food till I kill Paul, let myself and my generation, and they went to all of them, and they swore before the temple. Even though I wonder what happened to them later. After seven days, when they came, they couldn't keep on. Somebody must have called for a bowl of panayam after amen. <laughs> But I think they go to the temple to undo what they've done. So they were, they now sent a message to the king, to the governor, that sent Paul to the other town for interrogation. But the Bible says, how did God rescue Paul? He didn't send angels to rescue him. Paul's cousin was there in the temple when they were swearing, a little boy. And he ran to the barracks and he told Paul, he said, they are going to ask that centurion to bring you for interrogation. He said, please, on the way, men are on both sides. They are going to kill you. Centurion, Paul just called the centurion. He said, this boy has a message for you. And the boy told the centurion, he said, what did you tell Paul? He said, I want to tell you this, sir. For the seven men are on the way, they will ask you very soon. Now, maybe in an hour's time, you get the message. I should bring Paul for interrogation. Please, don't do it. They are violent. They are going to kill him on the way. And the guy said, fine. No problem. He told the boy, don't tell anybody that you have told me. Then he called for 100 soldiers with spears. And he said, put Paul in the wagon and can, let me see who will come out. He could have said, four soldiers should not follow him. And the first time they would have done what they wanted to do. No, those people don't care dying. Doing what they... But look at God working. The Spirit of God can arrest a robber about to come in. But the Spirit of God can also tell you that your door is not probably locked. Go and lock it. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Spirit of God can make you can eat something and it might not affect you. But it can also warn you that that thing you're about to eat is poisonous. Don't. Do you get what I'm just saying? Praise the Lord. Let me stop here. I do not want anybody listening to me to start praying for your children when it's already late. Sometimes as you start with other Christians in the place of prayer, your prayer is correcting things to come in the future. How rich is your reservoir? How filled up it is, is it? It's every church I've checked. People don't turn off for prayer meeting much. But they turn off for every other thing. Why? Do you have another thing that you depend on? In Nigeria, do you know how diabolical people are? I see once in a while some of those people come around me. Those who have gone round and a prophet will pray for them and charge them. They want to get a contract in Pada Court in Abuja and charge them. I'm going to pray for you. Those are the places that some people go to. And once in a while some of those people come to me and you pray for them, they are thinking that you are soon going to charge them. 
Jesus said, freely you receive. Freely give. I understand the desperation of those people. Lack of knowledge will always make you do things in the wrong way. When you will not sit down to fellowship and pray and go yourself, you will pay for it one way or the other. It is true. There is a level of life problem that can strike you. That you start looking for help and now your tank is empty. Every time, sometimes I go to bed 4 a.m. on Friday to Saturday. I'm still here for prayer and I don't leave prayer. I join to pray. Because of what I said to you on Wednesday and I said in first service, even the tanker that is carrying fuel needs fuel in his own tank. I'm wise enough to know that. Last night I was praying and the Lord began to tell me that challenge your people. The days ahead for the world is terrible. Listen to me very well. The world will not get it better. Our parents used to say when we were growing up that this, they would say that ah, these are evil days. I wonder what some of them will say now if they were alive. Our grandparents, with the little they saw that they called it evil. We are all this, we are seeing real evil now. Who knows what will happen in the next 10 years? And these are the days when certain people are not praying. And you are not afraid. You say the enemy might leave you alone for a while. But believe me sincerely, Ephesians chapter 6, he said, put on the own of that you may be able to stand against the evil day. There is a day called the evil day. And you are destined to win on that day. But you must be prepared. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The last crash that happened that the pilot crashed everybody because he was having depression and he, he killed everybody. One day I sat in the plane and I was thinking about it. I, was, I, was kind of I was just thinking about it. So all these people that died, that the man crashed. There are some of them that the battles in their family, Chase, Chase couldn't get them. Some of them who were like 50 and above, Satan eyed them all their life. He couldn't get them. But the error of one pilot anybody who has authority any form of authority over you you should pray when you step into a plane cover the pilot with the blood of Jesus if it is the time that wants to misbehave when you are there it will not misbehave you are ending under a bus pray for him you are parents those of you watching me and those of you that maybe you are in intercessory we have prayed for people I, am, I, I don't say this. We teach more of faith here. And I'm opposed to all kinds of funny things going on in the name of doctrines of demons and in Africa. But you see, we stop where the Bible stops. The Bible talks about demons. And things can move from family to another. You see? Oh God. Let me stop here. Let me just say this and I'll close. The guy, thank you Lord Jesus, it must have been that the Lord wants to quickly set someone free. Adonijah called people. He did not call Nathan. I said that for service. He didn't call Solomon. I did not call Benar. And he said, I am the king. And they were celebrating. Then the father called Solomon and said, sit down on my throne. Shebi is having his own party there. And people started buying Solomon. Long life, O king. And somebody told Adonijah. He said, sir, your father has crowned your brother the king. We are still doing party, and immediately everybody abandoned him. Typical of people. 
I said two things. Number one, be careful who you are with and who is with you. Moses led them for years, performed all kinds of miracles. Korah woke up one day and thousands led Moses and followed Korah. Believers have never ceased to amaze me. I know a church that the pastor, branch pastor, God there in the morning, removed the banner of the church, put the name of a new church, and told the senior pastor that if you come here, talk will chase you. And some Nicopoo sat down in that church. How can that minister? Where is the spirit of God? They said, I'm going to go and plant a branch, planted the branch, and he took over the branch, turned the name, he did not live to go and start somewhere. He stayed there, took over the branch, and he threatened the head office that if they come, he will use talk and he positioned talk outside. And so people carried their Bible and went to do service in that church. Why did Bible call us sheep? Because you see how cheap behave. Unless I was driving one day, I saw sheep and said, Oh, Lua, why, why, of all names, why, why not lion? Why not, why, why not eagle? But I understand. <laughs> are you following me? Mind who you are with. Never support a rebel. Never support a rebel. The moment, either in office or anywhere, Somebody is the leader, and somebody is trying to unsub the authority or undermine the authority, and that is the one you kill behind. That is the one saying the truth. I feel sorry for you. Never, if you think even the dice, keep your mouth shut and don't support anybody. But never kill up behind the rebel. A person started a company. There's an, a very gifted associate working with him. Things are going on well. That is going to tell the MD that doesn't know what he's doing, and that is the one you are following. That is true. He's the one saying the truth for us. You don't do that. It's even better that you walk up to the MD yourself and say your hearts. Don't associate with rebels. Anyway, why did this? Is what I want to say. Can I say this? Am I? Should I? My time is up. But can I say this? Why did Solomon choose? He chose one priest and he left the other. And when he became sorry, Adonijah, when Solomon became king, he told them, "Joab, kill him." Adonijah, he said, Adonijah ran to the temple and he held the horn of the temple. When you do that, nobody must kill you. Even though later, Joab ran into the temple and took the horn and Solomon said, kill him there. And we'll explain the implication of that another day. Why are altars sacred? And there are different types of altar. There is church altar. A national altar can be rented by Christians praying. There is your personal altar. You yourself as a Christian, you are an altar. That's what Romans chapter 12 says that you are a living sacrifice, only and acceptable unto God. This is why a real Christian cannot, you find it not difficult to give out anything. You already yourself, you are a sacrifice. So when you are a sacrifice, making sacrifices won't be your problem. I'm a living sacrifice, only that I'm living, but I'm a sacrifice. Ah, are you hearing me? So Solomon said, Joab, kill him. Adonijah, he first of all pardoned him, then he killed him later. All the people that gave David tough time, <laughs> Solomon dealt with all of them. Joab made David to suffer. He became too powerful for David, and David felt that it would be a problem to be fighting Joab. Joab was the commander-in-chief. Everything David said he should not do, he would do part two. He should do, he would do the opposite. David forgave Absalom, who rebelled against his own father, but Joab killed him. David forgave Abner, the chief of army staff of Saul. Joab killed him. 
And David said, this son of Zurai, when a leader laments over somebody, it's a curse. David said that you are in charge of my army, so I can't fight you because you might as well kill me. He said, but your payday will come. And the guy thought he was in charge. He did not know that the Bernard that he was raising would be the one. When Solomon became king, he said, Bernard, you are not the chief of staff. He said, go and waste Job for me. He said, Joab did this to my father. He made my father to carry blood on his head that my father was told not to build the temple. He said, don't let him go down in peace. Who told David told, David told Solomon? Before he died, said, Solomon, I'm about dying. He said, I remember Joab. Please visit him. He said, there is a guy called Shemeh. When I was running away from your brother, barefooted, the king running away, Shemel met me and started running his mouth. He started cursing me. Shemel came from the tribe of Saul. He said, hey, you took the kingdom from Saul. Now your son is against you. And he started saying, it no go, be, no go better for you. You go die, you are not going to return. And one of the servants said, let me kill this guy. So David said, no, don't kill him. Oh. My own son is against me. I'm running away from my son. How much more? A neighbor talking. David was a wise. They said, leave him. Little did Shemel know that David would be reinstated back. When he was restored back, Shemel went to palace and knelt down. I am sorry. He should not see me. Now, devil. And he says, and he told the king that, please, I swear that you will not kill me. And David said that, I swear, I will not kill you. I've seen it in one movie before. They called the guy, he was begging the mafia. He said, don't kill me. No, he said, I won't kill you. He said, swear that you said, I will not kill you. He just turned back and asked his boy, you kill him. She be, no be me. <laughs> so David said, Solomon, she may curse me that day. Ah, he said, Please help me deal with him. So when Solomon sat on the said for Shemeh, he said, Build a house and stay there and don't ever get out of the city. If you get out, I will kill you. And Shemeh said, When the question, he thought that he was going to kill him immediately. He said, That's all. I should not travel. You are not killing me again. He said, your words are very good. God bless you. Solomon, look at, look at this fool. Solomon must have been a mafia. Because shortly after that, two of Shemesh's servants fled to another city. And they were found there. So somebody came to Shemesh that day. Your slave that ran away, they are in the next city. So he went there to carry them. Who, who took away the slaves? And suspected brother Solomon. So Shemesh went there. And he brought them. As soon as he came, Solomon just sent after. That means he has spies watching him. He said, Shemeh, come. I told you not to travel. And you said what I said was very good. He now told him, he said, you see, I said to him. He said, remember what you did to my father. He said, you think it just ended like that? You're not going to die now. Because I killed the guy. But the part that touched me, the priests, the priests. Ah. This guy was the young boy that was with David. When Saul, wanted to kill David and David ran to the city of priests and he took the bread, sword of Goliath he gave him. That was his grandfather. Saul got to know and in his anger he killed all the priests. 85 priests killed them in one day and killed the entire family. Only this small boy escaped and he ran to David in the wilderness. David said to him that I caused the death of your entire family. Stay with me. So he grew up with David in the desert and became his priest. Why did he, why was he tricked to go with Adonijah? Why was it Nathan affected? Why was he tricked? Because of a curse from the days of Eli. When Eli sinned against God, a man of God told Eli, and then God told Samuel the same thing. He said the iniquity of Eli will never be wiped out by sacrifice. That means it's a sin that will be remembered forever. He said the iniquity of Eli will never be wiped out by sacrifice. He said anyone 
that does not die prematurely in his family, he will be put out of office. That means they will never last as a priest, no matter what they do. That was what caught up with that guy. Painful. Painful. And from that time, truly, one after. That was what happened to the one that Saul killed also. He did not know there was a fallout between David and Saul. David was the one that was always coming to see him on behalf of Saul. And David came as usual. When the guy was explained, Saul knew that guy was saying the truth. When Saul challenged the guy, he told Saul that, uh -uh, you have always sent David to me. I don't know you guys are now fighting now. I didn't know anything about it. I inquired for him just like you'll be sending him. Saul knew he was saying the truth, but Saul still killed him. Because of something. When God spoke, Eli was supposed to ask for mercy. He kept quiet. God spoke in anger because of what Eli's sons were doing with the altar. And he said that, see, there's no amount of sacrifice. No amount of sacrifice that will set free Eli's family. They are doomed forever to die prematurely or be disgraced out of office. And all through the Old Testament, that word. Do you know, if any man be in Christ, that's supposed to be the end of all causes. But we also know that if they are not conscious of their spiritual authority, and at times with their mouths speak by the word of God to break it, it can continue. How powerful can the word be? It depends on which quota is who is saying it. Forever. Nothing has been. Can there be people listening to me now? And there is something. So someone's father goes, orders the execution of killing some people. They rob somewhere. Someone's father is a police officer. A lady came to see me and asked me to pray. Said the father took a young man when they released a prisoner. Some people will commit crime. They go and catch innocent person and say it's the person. And the father even killed that person. She told me. Her family is away. When the father and the mother of the boy killed, gather together and begin to mourn. Do you think that will just go like that? This is why when Asibu should pray for their parents, there are battles that some people are fighting now that the father brought it upon them. So there might be people that blood is crying over. But the blood of Jesus cries louder. But you must apply it. Thank God for the blood. It sets us free. It sets us free. But you must apply it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I don't know why this story was coming to me, many. I remember that there was a story about the way he told us. Like I said, he also shared this publicly. <laughs> he told us a story very deep. In the early days of the day, said there was a guy that came, a rich man, and they did not have equipment at that time. And he bought brand new, bought some new equipment and he brought it. But the boy said he was happy when he saw it. And finally, and he heard the voice of God clearly. Tell him, I don't want his gadgets. Ha! Ah, he said he trembled. Then he told us something very shocking. So it means that I was there. He told us, he said, the, the deeper part. He said, when he told the guy, he said, the Lord said, say it this way, that I have rejected you and your offering, or something like that. 
he said the guy he said what the guy did next that he started praying that till jesus calls him on that may he never see somebody that will exhibit or spread that level of sorrow and anguish i think he said he ran against the wall and he said now i know finally my sin has caught up against my soul. there's no iniquity that jesus cannot forgive anything but people can put themselves in a position that they can incur certain levels of judgment except they understand the principle of the mercy of god because the son of god has paid the ultimate price for the freedom of every soul but they must come to him they must come to him there's nothing any man has done that the blood of jesus cannot undo there's no evil in a family that the blood cannot take out because there is no sacrifice negative or positive that can be as powerful as the sacrifice of the son of the living God it has remained the greatest ritual and it will be the only blood that taught the mercy seat of heaven is superior to any other sacrifice its mercy is great this way yes Lord I said a way to tell leaders first. Mercy encounter that we do first Thursday of every month. We now move to last Friday. And it will be in the evening. I was praying yesterday and my mind was going around it over and over again. That shift the time of mercy encounter. We do one hour of worship. That's about all we do. But now we'll do 30 minutes of worship. And we pray said, let people have opportunity to ask my mercy to intervene. Mercy, prayer of mercy must be prayed consciously. And we look at that. Because when we come to the throne of grace, the Bible says we obtain mercy. Even though we have received mercy at convert, but the Bible tells us, let us come boldly to obtain. That means there is a mercy that we receive continuously. As I heard, everything I've said in the last 15 minutes, I did not plan to say, these are utterance of the Spirit. Or these are utterance of the Spirit. I look at the people watching me and I look at those who are here. If you know you need the move of God's mercy over your life, when I close the service, I'm going to pray for you right now. But when this service closes, come to the altar and pray. Altars are very significant and we'll talk about that another day. But I've already told you yourself you are a living altar. But I'm saying that it's necessary. This afternoon, I sense a strong anointing to deliver people from things right now and wherever you are if any part of this has touched you if you are told wherever you are find a table or a stool and kneel down before it right now those who are watching us whether you are in america and i know i will receive messages from a lot of foreign people because i am speaking to not only this church now to the body of christ i just sense a higher unction as i'm talking about this I'm not going to lay hands on anybody praying. I'll pray one sentence from here. But you come and pray at the altar. And wherever you put a table and chair in the name of Jesus, is sanctified an altar because we are connected to what we are doing here. The Lord, that's why normally I should have finished 15 minutes ago or 20 minutes ago. But if the Spirit wants to move, we wait. I just sense that God wants to do something this morning. A quick walk in many lives. I have told you before, 10 Sundays of come and see. Don't miss any Sunday. And please, I am saying it again. Invite relatives, friends, and people to come. Sunday next week will be another day. We don't know the dimension God will take us to, but this one is for today. Shall we rise?
Aratosi Astele Candre Kito Suskele Mata Yushalamandala Masete Kibos There will not be any evil pattern in your life or in your family. The Lord will protect everything about you and you yourself. As for you, the blood of Jesus speaks mercy over you. 24-7. Mercy over your family. Mercy over every aspect of your life. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Everybody begin to pray. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this, and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him. And it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to implore you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now and I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us 
for more of this. God bless you.